howdy who thunkers yes um this is a little intro to the podcast i recorded the actual episode yesterday today i thought i'd add a little tidbits here um right in the beginning just to let you know this mic is getting a little old i think i need a new one there is a short brief little interference it's it's a bit nerve-wracking but it does not last the whole episode just a few seconds so bear with me also this episode is a little different it's just me I think venting for like 26 minutes. So I don't know, maybe it's a bad episode, but anyway, check it out. Hope you enjoy. Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunker podcast coming at you. This episode is uh, not typed up. It's not a script. It's not written. I think I'm still going to make a uh, blog post that, that links you to this just because the people that just read it will be like, wait, there just wasn't an episode. No, there was. Just didn't type it out. Anyway. Um, just coming at you today because I've been on vacation, been busy, haven't had a chance to sit down, look into something. I could have, of course, typed something up, uh, but it would have been a little bit crappier than normal. But don't fear not. I do have, I do have a story. Um, this past weekend, I went on vacation. One of my best friends, Travis, he's getting married and he's had his bachelor party. And Travis likes nice things in this world. Nothing wrong with that. And um, he wanted to go someplace cool. And I thought it was a cool idea. You know, I'm 28 years old, me and all Travis and I's friends, we're all getting in our late 20s, coming up on our 30s. When's the next time that the, the, the pack of us, there was about 11 of us, I think, are going to go on a huge road trip, have crazy fun? You know, why not? Why not spend if you can, if you can spend it? I think I spent... Not including what I spent to get down there or spent to for the rental, I spent about seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and and I think what we paid individually for the rooms was about four hundred twenty dollars. So over a thousand dollars for a weekend. However, you know it makes sense. Like I said, we're just trying to go out with a bang, go out with our twenties with a bang, and we all have jobs now, so it's it's doable. So they decided on Charleston, South Carolina. It's a beautiful spot. It's down there along the Atlantic. It's hot in South Carolina, but it's a beautiful area. The architecture is amazing. I was astonished by some of the the old uh, plantation-looking buildings, some of the old courthouses, um, just some of the bars we went to. They're ancient, and the brickwork is really old. So that was beautiful. They have those trees. Um, well, I guess the, a lot of the trees are the same, but you may have seen in TV shows or movies in the South that have, they have this funky moss hanging off the branches. It sort of looks like the, the trees are not, de not depressed, but a little mellow, you know? It's that southern moss. I don't know what it is. Probably could have looked it up, but didn't. There's a lot, of, a lot of other stuff going on. So we chose Charleston, South Carolina. That's what we picked on. It's about a, I'd say, 10 and a half hour drive if you drive straight through, which is difficult to do. That amount of driving, you need some gas stops at least and a pee break of course so about 11 hours drive from up here in pittsburgh the other half of our group came from york county though and that's uh, about the same pretty 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 much the same a long drive we travis picked his best man who will not be named for reasons you'll find out soon and he picked his best man said hey best man why don't you book our this whole trip why don't you book the place we're staying why don't you figure out some of the activities we can do? And it looked good. We were all in this group text. We are involved the entire time. Best man asks, hey, guys, it's going to be out $650. And we were like, whoa, 
Okay. We said we wanted to splurge, but $650, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's $6,500 for a house. So <laughs> are we, are we staying in like half of the state of South Carolina? What's happening? I looked it up. Fair enough. You can rent an entire plantation for about $5,000. So I don't know how, why it was that much, but you know, it happens. So the next thing he comes back, he said, okay, found another one, a little bit more reasonable, but still beautiful, still great area, 422 bucks. Okay, still a lot of money, but that's quite a chunk of change off the original number, 422 bucks for four nights. What is it? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Eh, it's about a motel, but this is a mansion on the beach, great area. Okay, all right, 422 bucks it is. That's not bad at all. Keep in mind, I am the cheapest... <laughs> member of our friend group, I would say. So <laughs> if I was okay with it, everyone else was too. And I paid right away. Some people paid right away. Some people took drug, drug dragged their feet. It took quite a long time to pay the best man that it did happen. Then everything goes, everything seems to go well. Months go by. That was, that was six months out. Months go by. Didn't hear anything. I say, Hey, what's going on with the house? Or someone did check up on with best man. What happened to the house? And was quiet for a while. The rest of us are like, I don't know why he's getting not getting back to us. Best man chimes in, says he just got off work, said, says something along the lines of, I didn't want to freak you guys out. That's why I didn't tell you. But my bank account was hacked and I lost all of your money, over $5,000. So wasn't able to get the house. And also in the same text, something along the lines of, if you all would have paid me on time, this wouldn't have been a problem. That might have been the case. Either way, I paid him right away. Okay. Um, okay. Most people in the group chat were <laughs> pretty understandable about that that situation. They were like, okay, yeah, I understand. Well, your insurance will get the money back, and then we'll go from there. Might have lost out on this place, but we'll find another one. I, on the other hand, thought, why if someone gave you money in good faith, a, a friend that you've known, we've all known each other since we were about five, except for a few of my a few of Travis's, the groom's in-laws, why would you accept their money? And if you did lose it, if you did lose it, it was stolen, hacked, um, it was stolen in some way, why would you keep it from the people that gave you the money? Why wouldn't you be upfront right away and say, hey, I lost your money. Um, it wasn't my intention. It was stolen from me. I'm going to do everything I can to get it back. I just want to let you know we're friends and I'm going to keep you in the loop. Nope, he kept it from us for quite some time that he didn't have our money. So... Okay, well, I tried to press him about it. I was labeled the mean guy, <laughs> the untrusty, untrustworthy person. Um, at least I thought that's what I was labeled as. Came to came to know I was starting to talk around to some of the other friends in the group, and they also were a little bit a little bit unnerved. Like, wait a minute, your account just got hacked. But okay, I can wait two weeks. See what your insurance company says. Best man, best man is uh, saying two weeks. We get all his money back from the insurance company once they finish their investigation. Okay, okay. Two weeks come and go. No one says anything. I'm thinking, no, I had in my mind two weeks. I'm texting him. I did. And he didn't say anything. Everyone else is like, chill. He said two weeks. It's only been 14 days. Give it another couple days. And then he'll, I was like, no, that's two weeks. <laughs> so he says, well, it's going to be another two weeks, like I told you. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. So now it's four weeks. Okay, now I'm not the only one questioning what's going on. Uh, I was the first person to ask for a screenshot. Hey, could you just send me a screenshot of your bank? It doesn't have to be your bank information, um, which is what he accused me of. I don't need your bank information. I just want to see a screenshot of an email 
from someone at your bank that says, we'll take care of this or something like that, or something that you've been hacked, something convincing, nothing, not a single screenshot. Okay. Word goes around, word goes around. People just stop asking because we're tired of being called the bad guy for asking things. And then it gets a little bit further down the line and uh, all of a sudden he just drops a link. It's a Verbo link. Verbo is like Airbnb. Basically, he sent us the link to the house that we were going to be staying in. I don't have Verbo on my phone, the application, so I couldn't see it. So I said, hey, guys, could you send me a screenshot of the house? I just want to see what it looks like or an address. Well, apparently, they don't give you the address. That was a little odd, but I guess that is normal. They don't give you the address. It's a security thing. Hmm. No, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay, so we have a house, but we don't know where it is. Hmm. Still kind of fishy. Then... Time goes by, more and more time, because now we have a link. Everyone's happy. Oh, good. The trip, the trip is still happening. We come all the way up until the day of, the day we're going to leave. We were going to leave at midnight, Wednesday night, get down there Thursday morning, have breakfast, get an early check-in at 1 p.m. It's going to be a great vacation. Well, leading up Wednesday night, about to go to dinner, celebrate with our loved ones before we head out with our buddies on one of the great, the last great road trips of our lives. And as I'm getting ready, I'm excited. I've already been drinking beer. Work's over. I don't have to go back for another five days. I get a text. Check my phone. It's from Best Man. Oh no, what does it say? Hey, so the Verbo guy who gave us the house forgot that he was having a family event this weekend and he can't make it down. So, or, or he he booked it. So we can't go down to that house. Instead, they gave us this one. And the picture that he sent as the makeup house or the uh, uh, the secondary house, the, the 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 house that was supposed to be equivalent to a mansion on the beach, looked like what I described of immediately as a meth house. We went from mansion on the beach to meth lab, and it looked like a piece of crap. And then we we zoomed in on the address, we took a look at it, and from Google Maps, and it's on a highway instead of right in the center of the coolest part of Charleston. We are now about, I think it was like 35 minutes um, from anywhere cool. We're about 45 minutes from the original spot where we wanted to stay, where everyone chose to stay. And so, yeah, a lot of driving was going to be had. I looked at it because we're on a highway, right off the highway. You couldn't walk anywhere. I was so excited to walk literally to any breakfast spot. There was nothing available. And it was smaller. We we also found out it was roach infested. Anyway. We start messaging best man back. Oh my gosh, that sucks. Apparently it is in the Verbo fine print that they can cancel up to, I think like 24 hours before you move in or before you check in. So it's like, okay, he's been full of crap this whole time. It seems like to me, but it's fishy and there's no proof. And well, he is our friend. Let's just trust him. So we send him other options. Hey, instead of booking that, that meth lab, how about this other? Ask for a refund. Don't ask for a new place. Just say, hey, I cancel my, my my request. Just give me my money back. We'll find a new place. Maybe we'll stay in a, a nicer hotel. This house is a shitty location. Then he was not answering to any of them. I think I sent six different Verbo links that my fiance was helping me out sending me. Hey, this is this costs less and is much better than the, the, the meth lab that you just said we're going to be sent to. And nothing. Didn't hear anything. I thought, well, what the hell are we going to do? And I said, I'm just going to say screw it. So we did. We left at midnight, driving down to South Carolina on an 11-hour drive. 
no freaking idea where we're going to stay. We'd be given the, the meth lab option, but no one actually wanted to stay there. So we weren't sure. So yeah, a little bit, it feels a little crazy to be 28 years old. I feel like a legit adult, a young adult, but I do a lot of adult things. I own a house. I'm getting married. And I drove, agreed to drive 11 hours with my friends from high school across the country. No idea where I was going to stay. And out $422 already. Huh. Okay. So uh, on the way down, I messaged the other cars. I say, let's meet here for breakfast. We meet there for breakfast. Best man's group is the last one to show up. And I said, hey, best man, are we... Uh, we're going to be staying at the meth lab, you know, because on the group text, everyone, everyone liked my characterization as meth lab. That's what we called it the whole weekend. We still call it that. We're just joking around. No one was really busting his balls. I was just saying, are we staying there? What's going on? We need an update. He immediately got defensive and said, yes, we're, we're staying there. Like, it's not that bad. That's how he's talking to me. You know, hadn't seen him in a while. His hair's longer. Looks a little bit disheveled. Never takes his hat off. I think he's balding. And um, yeah. Okay, he's defensive. So I shut up, ate my pancakes, drank my brunch beer, and then we went to the meth lab. Well, it's about 40 minutes away from the downtown area we were at. And uh, yeah, so we had a long time to talk. Not talking with the best man, I'm talking with some of the other guys. One of the other guys along with the trip, the, the groom's uh, brother-in-law, said, hey, I used to work for a hotel. I've dealt with Expedia. Verbo is through Expedia. At least this one is. Why don't I just, you know... Give them a call. We'll try to figure this out. And as soon as we walk into this meth lab place, that's them saying, hey, you accepted that as an equivalent exchange for mansion on the beach. And it's a lot harder to get it back. So instead of before we walk into this place, let's try to figure something out. And I said, that's a good idea, groom's <laughs> brother-in-law. Good idea. So I call best man on the way there and I say, hey, here's some options that we can do. You know, instead of walking in there, we should. Oh, gosh, who's calling me? My mother calling me. Sorry, mom. I'll call you back. We get down there and, and I and we're saying, hey, why instead of walking in there, let's not accept this crappy little meth lab. We want something equivalent. We're not satisfied. Expedia will either give us our money back or give us a better place. I say that to best man on the phone. He is now screaming at me through the phone. I don't know why so much is coming at me. Why? Why don't you just let it go? You're being, you know, I'm I'm the bad guy. I was I was being reasonable. I thought I asked the other people in the car. Was I screaming? Was I being unreasonable? No, you're just asking questions. That's what they told me. And I can be a negative Nelson, but I knew something was up the whole time. So we get to meth lab. We tell everyone else. I'm, my car is the first car there. I tell the other cars, don't go inside just yet. We're going to wait till best man gets here. Best man was riding with the groom. And the groom and the best man, we wait till they get there. We're drinking a couple beers, trying to make the best of the situation. Best man pulls up. I don't even think the car came to a full stop. Best man hops out of the driver's seat, immediately walks up to me, waving his arms, talking real loud. And he goes, look, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Verbo told me they're going to give me the money back in five days. I don't know what you're going to say. And he's looking right at me. Meanwhile, the whole group of us, all of us, the 10 of us, are waiting outside the house doing a planned intervention for this guy. It wasn't just me asking questions. It was just me asking questions, but it wasn't just me that was that thought something was up. We all knew something was up, but I was just the only one in the face of it. And I was fine. I was fine to be the dick about it. You know, I was fine to be the mean guy. Be like, hey, pay us our freaking money. And I said, turn around, dude. Turn around, best man. Look around. I'm not the only one who's been asking questions. And someone just 
softly said, where's the money? Insert name. Where's the money, best man? And he was like, ah. And then when someone asked him calmly, other than me, and I said, don't just look at me, man. He just sort of backtracked. And we were getting somewhere. Then the owner of Meth Lab shows up. The, <laughs> the owner of the new Meth Lab, the new place we're staying at, shows up. His, he called himself JT. JT is a cool guy. Nothing wrong with JT in this story. JT shows up <laughs> and he goes, hey, what's going on, boys? <laughs> he said, I was told this was a church group. And we're like, what? Who told you it was a church group? Best man goes, the guy who booked it. The guy who booked it. He was in charge of all the booking. Wouldn't let us know any of information. The booking goes, oh, I didn't tell you it was a church group. Why do you think I told you it was a church group? So JT's like, oh, okay, I'll help you get to the bottom of this. JT calls Verbo. He's on the phone with Verbo and Best Man. They're talking. Best Man's saying, I don't know what this guy's saying, JT. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He says, church group. Oh, this doesn't look like a church group. And he's making him look like an ass. He's making me look like an ass. Best Man's making everyone look like an ass. Like, he's right, everyone's wrong. Then JT and the Best Man go around the house. None of us can see him. And the rest of us are out front drinking beers. And someone suggests the glue of our group. The glue of our group. His name's Ben. He said, Ben, why don't you go back there and talk to best man? Why don't you go back there? Because I feel like it would be best coming from you. And Ben is a great dude. He's always, he is, he's like the glue. Not all the time, but you know, we all play our roles. He's, he's not a one dimensional person, but he is, he's a nice guy and he's good at talking with people. Good at staying calm. He's tall as crap, which helps out. I think <laughs> probably helps him stay calm in hairy situations. So he goes back there with the owner, JT and best man, who's still freaking out. And uh, he comes back around the house after a couple minutes. Ben comes out. No one else. Ben comes out with a look I've never seen on his face of him being pissed. <laughs> I mean, pissed. And he goes, gather around. Got to talk to you. This is Ben. Ben says, okay. So best man's pretty mad about himself. He's back there crying. He just confessed to me. He lied, us about to, lied to us the whole time. He's been lying the whole time. He booked this place, the meth lab. He never booked the other mansion. He blamed it on us because we didn't pay him in time. And I said, no, that's not it. Why did you just tell us that? He claimed that his account really was hacked six months ago. Don't believe it. You've been lying to our face this whole time. He claimed that he really did do all these other, all this other stuff. Did He claimed that he really didn't say it was a church group. Who the hell else did? So basically, I spent the last five days hanging out with my friend who I thought I could trust but he lied straight up to all our faces. And I found out he never really liked me that much to begin with throughout our lives because he, I was his scapegoat. I was, you know, he picked on me to be the guy to look like the a-hole. So it was just, it was awful. And that started our, our four day trip in, in uh, South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, but it wasn't in Charleston. It was Ravenel. It was like 30 minutes away. Can't walk anywhere. And from then on, no one could trust each other. We all started sort of turning on each other. We all just started bitching a lot because right in that moment when best man gave it all up, admitted that he lied, uh, some of us agreed, hey, why don't we just not, for, for the groom's sake, why don't we just not talk about this? Let's try to have a good time. And we all thought, yeah, that's a good idea. That was a dumb idea. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea at the time too. A couple of days later, I realized, we all just got deceived and it's something that really pisses you off. It's a very specific kind of feeling to be deceived that way by someone you thought you could trust someone you thought you cared about. 
and then all these feelings start to bubble up and you can't talk about it at all, that's a bad move. It's a bad move. Our subconscious, which is filled with this anger and and feeling that we've been betrayed, betrayal and anger, and instead of talking about it and figuring it out, how it makes us feel and all that stuff, you know, therapy, we just let it bubble. We didn't talk about it. It bubbled up and we started getting at each other. Like, why don't you get out of my spot? No, I paid for groceries. And yeah, the whole time it was just uh, so best man. He goes, buys groceries, asks everybody to pay him back for it. Why? I got I bought groceries, didn't ask anybody to pay for it. It was just nagging things. And we're 11 hours away. I didn't drive there. I was pretty much trapped there the whole time. If I had the choice, I would have been home in a heartbeat. As soon as we got to South Carolina, I had one good breakfast. And then after that, I wanted to get the hell out of there. It was one of the worst. It, it was the worst trip I've ever had in my life. I feel bad for the groom. There were some good moments. Uh, the groom's in-laws, pretty cool. His cousin's kind of a <laughs> dickhead, but, you know, not a terrible guy. His brother-in-law, uh, that's a cool dude. <laughs> he was amazing. He was the one trying to help us with the Expedia stuff. I met some new people. We did have some – I did – we had – we had one beach day. We drove 11 hours, went to the beach once. Ate seafood once. How stupid is that? We're too busy bickering at each other. Too busy trying to figure it all out. And then the last day, the second to last day, we came back Monday morning. Sunday night, we're all like, we just had a beach day. We had to spend this time with a guy who's been lying to us for the whole time. Who's been, you know, you could see there were scabs all throughout his nostrils. It was very apparent where all our money went. He stole about three, $3,500 from us total, so about 350 each. And uh, you could tell where it all went, up his nose. Uh, it, 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 looked like, it looked like he had a very severe cocaine addiction, hence why I'm not giving his name out. I thought it was a botched piercing <laughs> in his nose, how naive I was. One of my buddies is like, think about it a little bit. And I go, oh, okay, yeah. So hope... Hope you enjoyed that. You sucked all of our money and joy out of us and just went right up your nose or gambled. I don't know what else, whatever the hell else he did with it. But um, yeah, that friend's kind of right now, maybe later I'll get over it. But right now he's kind of dead to me because <laughs> he deceived me for months and treated me like an asshole for trying to question him about it reasonably. It's just crazy, man. If we would have done this five years ago. We'd be too young and dumb to care about it and or whatever. I don't know. As an adult, it's different when you go on trips with your friends. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's some people I did want to hang out with. There's some people I couldn't get a farther away from. Mainly best man. Like I said, I feel bad for the groom. There was another guy who was supposed to meet us down there. He was on a family trip and at another beach. I called him, told him the situation. He decided not to come at all. And that, I think that hurt the groom's feelings, but I understand why. I wish I could have left, but I couldn't. It's just craziness, man. We all got robbed from a cokehead who sucks at lying. The only reason he got away from it is because we trusted him as a friend and a guy we've known since five years old. If you're listening to this, go get help, man. You need to go to rehab. Go get therapy. I don't know. But what you did was not okay. And yeah, I do hope you feel like crap about it. You cried for about 30 seconds. <laughs> you cried for about, you gave the, up the truth for about 30 seconds. Only a partial truth. You still lied about other stuff. You gave about 30 seconds of honesty and crying. We said, hey, it's a bachelor party. Let's try to make the best of it. And you continue to act like a piece of shit the rest of the weekend. So 
Yeah. And you've kind of treated me like shit my entire life. So, nah. Whatever. <laughs> Worst vacation. The whole time I'm there, I'm like, I could be working right now. And I'm a guy who, even, even now I do like my job, I would rather be doing anything than working. And, you know, labor is not something I like to do. And I was down at Charleston, South Carolina. Well, Ravenel, South Carolina, just outside. <laughs> and I was like, I wish I was working right now. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was kind of traumatizing because I got lied to by my friends and I was trapped. And, and I feel like my all of our mental health was very strained the whole weekend. I called the groom today, just today. And I said, hey, was I making a big deal out of this? Because we weren't in physical danger. We lost like 350 bucks, but we're adults. And that's a lot of money, but it's not, you know, it's not going to, I'm going to be able to afford all my bills and everything still. Am I making a big deal out of this? He goes, no, dude, it, it sucked. It sucked. It really sucked. And I don't know. I think my mental health took a hit. I'll be okay for sure. Thank God Labor Day is coming up. A three-day weekend is going to be a choice. And just be with my family, people I know I can actually trust. So just be mindful of that. And I promised all the guys on the trip that I would do this. Um, and yeah, and the last thing last thing that happened, Best Man rented a car, the biggest car we had. And there's 11 of us. We had two sedans and the car he rented, which was a big Honda CRV SUV, tons of trunk space. Sunday night, the night before, we all left. We left Monday morning. He says, hey, my grandpa is not doing so well. He might be dying. I got to go. Within 30 seconds of him saying that, he was out the door before any of us could confront him and all that stuff. It's a, it's the perfect – I mean, if your grandfather's not doing so well, I do feel bad for you. But also, that is the perfect excuse to get out of it without anyone confronting you, which we were planned on doing. Not – horribly we're going to confront with compassion like you stole money from us i need you to reevaluate your life maybe get some help nope he just bounced took the biggest car took no luggage just his own so then we had to cram nine people in two sedans with all of our luggage for an 11 hour drive yeah yeah i hope you feel like shit dude best man hope you feel like shit and I'm not the only one that feels this way. I might be the only one making a podcast about it. Grant you that. <laughs> but yeah, all we did was bitch about you behind your back the whole time. And we didn't, I don't feel bad about it because you were lying to us the whole time. We couldn't trust you. We can't, I can never trust you with anything ever again. Even if I do forgive you, none of us can ever trust you with anything. So yeah, who the thunkers, this is a different episode. Let me tell you, like I said, my mental health took a hit. I didn't have it in me to do any research. All that time away from work, I had a whole lot of emails and crap I had to do for work, and I just didn't feel like doing research. So instead, I just bitched into a microphone for about 26 minutes. <laughs> Sorry if you hated this episode. Maybe, maybe it's your favorite episode. I don't know. Um, but there's no research went into it. No recommendation segment. <laughs> Until next week, and I don't think I'm going to put music behind this because that'd be weird. Until next week, Huda Thunkers, thanks for listening. And just a little added information here at the end of the episode, Huda Thunkers, we have uh, Narcotics Anonymous. Go to, if you are, you or someone you know is uh, in need of help with substance abuse, um, you can go to www.na.org. Their phone number, the world hotline, the world headquarters for na.org is uh, 818-773-9000. 
9999. Um, and you put the number one in front of it for US. So 1-818-773-9999. Their headquarters out of uh, California. Also, if you or someone you know is has a, uh, a gambling problem, you can go to ncpgambling.org. The national helpline is 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Stay safe out there. 